on today's episode of May the Record Reflect. All I can say is if anyone's listening to this and has a chance to do any kind of public service, not just NIDA, go out and do it. Um, Particularly as lawyers, uh, we owe it uh, to everybody to make sure that the rule of law keeps going as it should in this country. Welcome to May the Record Reflect, the brand new podcast of the National Institute for Trial Advocacy. I'm your host, Marcy Buckmelter, Senior Content Editor at NIDA. In this introductory mini-series, we're honoring the National Celebration of Pro Bono. It's a once-a-year event that shines a spotlight on the amazing pro bono work by lawyers, paralegals, and law students across the country. Each October, legal organizations host events to recognize volunteers and highlight opportunities for pro bono service in our profession. And to us here at NIDA, it seemed like the perfect time to introduce you to our new podcast, May the Record Reflect. In today's episode, I'm talking with Judge Robert McGahee. Since 2000, he has been a Denver District Judge, where he currently presides over a civil docket. Prior to his appointment, he was a practicing civil trial lawyer for more than 25 years, during which time he tried over 100 jury trials. We're grateful for Judge McGahee's decades of serving as a faculty member at our trial skills programs. He's such a volunteer superstar that we've honored him with our Volunteer of the Year Award four years in a row. Judge McGahee, thank you for being with us here today, and welcome to May the Record Reflect. Glad to be here, Marcy. Uh, I'd like to start our chat by asking you, why does public service matter? Well, we're all part of the public, aren't we? And if the rule of law means anything, it means that everyone who is touched by the legal system should be treated fairly and with dignity. And that means everyone, not just the people who can afford lawyers. That's why my favorite programs are public service programs, public service lawyers, immigration programs, tribal programs. And by teaching at those programs, I hopefully do my part to level the legal playing field by making sure there are well-trained advocates available to everyone who needs one. In my intro, I shared that you've served on the bench for almost 20 years, first in the criminal and domestic relations divisions of Denver District Court, and more recently, you've been handling civil cases. What led you to choose a career in public service? Well, I've been a practicing trial lawyer for 25 years before I became a judge, and I never thought about being a judge, never thought about it at all, until my former partner and uh, mentor, Bill DeMolin, God rest his soul, who was a judge himself by then, uh, put the idea into my head. Um, I used to go out to visit Bill when when he was uh, on the bench in Jefferson County next to, which is the county over from Denver. And we just talk about stuff. And one day Bill looks at me and he says, "Um, I see there's going to be an opening on the Denver District Court. And I said, yeah, I saw that too. I wonder who'll get it. Bill looks at me and says, why not you? And I said, hey, wait, 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 wait. I don't want to be a judge. I never thought about that. And he laughed and he said, what do you think I've been talking to you about for the last two years? And I realized when I thought about it, that Bill had been pushing me very gently and without any big hints to thinking about going on the bench. Uh, And that made me start thinking about it. And eventually I decided, okay, uh, this may be something 
that I could do. It's something I think I could be useful at, at. And I also realized it was the next logical step in my legal life and a logical extension from the needed teaching I'd already been doing for years and years and years. After thinking about it hard and getting my wife to sign on, uh, I decided to go for it. And now here I am, my 20th year as a judge, about 14 months from mandatory retirement because of Colorado law, uh, and it's still the best job I've ever had. Ah, that's great. He sounds like he was a wonderful mentor to you. Uh, He he was that. In fact, I had Bill swear me in when I became a judge. You are one of the faculty members who donated at least 100 hours in teaching time to NIDA over the past year. What makes you choose NIDA over any other nonprofit you could volunteer for? Well, I've been I've been passionate about trial work uh, from a very early age. Uh, most of my life, I actually became a lawyer uh, because I thought Perry Mason was the coolest thing I had ever seen in my whole life, and that is not a joke. I remember sitting there in 1957 when I was nine years old sitting there with my dad, watching Raymond Burr in the courtroom on Perry Mason and turning to my dad and saying, I want to do that. Hmm. And that's the only thing I ever wanted to do in my whole life. Um, I never wanted to be a fireman. I never wanted to be a cowboy. I never wanted to be an astronaut. I wanted to be Perry Mason. Uh, And I spent 25 years getting to do that. Um, But then during my time as a lawyer, I started teaching for NIDA and realized that NIDA was the gold standard uh, for for teaching trial advocacy, and I wanted to be a part of that. Good trial work matters to real people in real courtrooms every day, and I wanted to play a part in seeing that courtroom work done right. Uh, I've also been able to work with some of the most dedicated and talented lawyers on the planet, and I've done programs around the country and across the ocean, because need to let me go to Edinburgh in 2013. Why in the world would I want to do anything else? Yeah. How did you become involved with NIDA in the first place? Well, farther back than I can actually remember the date, uh, I got a phone call out of the blue from some guy named Mark Caldwell saying that I had been recommended as a faculty member. Uh, he was short on faculty for a program. I think it was the Rocky Mountain Regional Program. And I showed up. And that was the start of it. I don't, neither Mark nor I can actually remember how long ago I started teaching for Nita. I know it was sometime in the 80s, and we've never really counted up how many programs I've taught over the years, but uh, we both suspect it's probably more than 100. Mm, That is amazing. He has a real talent for spotting talent. I think that's his, um, his superpower. One of his many talents. Right. We'll miss him when he retires at the end of this year. So on May the Record Reflect, I like to end each podcast with a fun sign-off question. And I'd really like to know, what would you do with a million bucks, Judge? And don't be dreary and say, I would pay bills. Well, I won't be dreary and say I'd pay bills. I will be somewhat practical. Uh, Julia and I have four grandchildren, and if we suddenly had a million dollars in the bank, that we legitimately had, unlike that couple that got the $120,000 and spent it, we'd probably do something to make sure that all four of our grandchildren um, could get started in life comfortably. Uh, And then if we had any money left over, uh, we'd probably grab our passports and start traveling. Oh, that sounds great. What would be some of your destinations? 
oh, I, we'd go to England. Uh, I'm, we're both huge Anglophiles. In fact, we jokingly talk about if we ever got to England, what we'd want to do, the three things we'd want to do. Julia would want to go, says she wants to go to the British Museum, uh, visit Buckingham Palace, and go to Harrods. I want to go to see a trial at the Old Bailey, uh, because I'm a huge fan of Rumple of the Bailey. Uh, I'd like to go to 221B Baker Street, because I'm a huge Sherlock Holmes fan. And then I'd like to take the train up to Liverpool and go to a game at Anfield, a Premier League game at Anfield, since I'm a Liverpool supporter, and that would be kind of cool. Definitely. Will you send us a postcard? I, I will definitely send you a postcard as long as I can remember your address. Sounds like a deal. As always, it's such fun talking to you today. I know you're really busy, and so I just want to thank you for making time to talk to our listeners about your life in public service. It's been my pleasure. Uh, I can All I can say is if anyone's listening to this and has a chance to do any kind of public service, not just NIDA, go out and do it, um, particularly as lawyers. Uh, we owe it uh, to everybody to make sure that the rule of law keeps going as it should in this country. If you'd like to have the experience of a lifetime and get coached by Judge McGahee and other world-class trial lawyers like him, please visit nita.org and click on Programs to learn more. Tune into our next episode where I'll be talking to another of our 100-hour volunteer superstars, faculty member Stephanie Ledesma. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. May the Record Reflect is a Nita Studio 71 production.